0: Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. Uh, my name is Seb. My name is FPL Prince. Excellent. Welcome, everyone. Um, now, so I'm going get, to get something out of the way first. So Obviously, we know about the news about the European Super League. It's a very fast-moving situation, as we found out tonight, just before we came on air. Um, so we're obviously aware of the response from fans and uh, all the football bod- footballing bodies. So, um, But how does it affect FPL? Well, we don't know. And, and it's not really our place to know um, because we're not in the business of speculating on these things but what we are in the business of is looking at game week 33 and beyond so that's what we're after really that's what we're, we're here for we're going to offer some advice there so um, we won't be mentioning the european um, super league there so um, let's carry on seb what's coming up in the show
2: oh what is coming up so we're currently Midway through a game week. It feels a bit like an international one, doesn't it? Or something along those lines. Football is happening. Uh there's a few games left, but we will look ahead to 33. There's a blank in 33 with a few teams missing out. There was actually a blank this week, I believe, as well. Um, but no one really cared about that one. Uh and then there's more doubles, more blanks to come as we move towards the end of the season. We have Tottenham who have let their manager go. And while I think the key assets are possibly going to remain the same there, we're gonna have a look to see if anything changes maybe what we should do with those assets or what we shouldn't do with them more importantly we will also be looking at differentials so it's kind of differential time in the season isn't it people chasing leads or trying to keep leads so joe you are looking at attacking defenders differentials for us i believe and speaking of differentials we have a differential to pick at the end we have fixtures to frisk transfer and captain plans but first we're
0: looking at teams from this week i believe Definitely. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at our game weeks and see how we've been doing. So if you just bear with me a second, let's have a look. Uh, Who is top? It's me, Uh, but not by much. We're all much of a muchness. Oh, oh, who is top? Oh, it's me. Oh, it's me. Uh, But but when we see all of our teams, you realise it's not like... There's, there's quite a small gap. <laughs> so I'm currently on 48 points at the moment. Um, and so I've got Mendy in goal, Shaw Alonso, who's playing tonight. So we're recording uh, and we're streaming just before the Chelsea Bryan match. Uh, we've got Cody, uh, I've got Fernandez, Jota, L- uh, Lingard, Salah, uh, Son. Nacho Kane, who's my captain, who is, looks like he's not playing. So we'll talk about Spurs, as Seb was saying, uh, a bit later. Uh, I've got Forster, uh, Chris Wood, uh, Phillips, who has got now got an injury. <laughs> We're annoying. And uh, I've got Veltman uh, on my bench. So I don't think I'm going to need any of those guys, uh, that bench there. So 48, few players to go. We've got a few more matches to go. We're dragging out this week. Um, but um, yeah, so that's who's next up. Seb. Uh, forty-three. This is what I mean. It's like I've got forty-eight. Whoop-de-do. Got forty-three. So, uh, by no forty-five, really, because Rafina didn't play. So Bamford will come in off your bench. Um, so you've kind of got Larice, Alex Alexander Arnold, Shaw, Luca Dean Cancelo, Jota, uh, Rafina, Son, De Bruyne, Gunduan, and Kane, your captain. Um, and as I said, Bamford coming off the bench. Um, so you must be you must be pretty. Okay, because you're you've got a different a differential there, as in lots of city, so one up on the wild carders, perhaps.
2: Yeah, potentially. I mean, we'll see whether all those city players play, or in De Bruyne's case, if he's fit. Um, obviously, they've played midweek and have got plenty of matches coming up. Oh, not even midweek, the weekend, but then playing in midweek. So I'm not sure. Maybe it'll pay off. I'm kind of I wasn't particularly holding them to try and be clever for a differential. I've just had them, and I don't want to take a minus eight to lose good players. So I've been happy to hold realistically i expect when this week a captain hall behind the Kane triple captainess. i think the rest of the team is solid enough there's you know a few bases covered i've captain Kane. i don't have the triple captain so if you know those people end up at 80 and i end up on
0: 68 70
2: it's probably about half of the course
0: okay and uh FPL prince connor um 41 uh-huh. <laughs> so once again mm. as you can see we're all, we're all much of a muchness really and just for the benefit of those listening on the podcast you got mendy you got shaw diaz Rudiger, uh, Fernandez, Son, Salah, Jota, Lingard, Kane, your captain, um, with everyone, uh, over 200% uh, effective ownership, Ian Acho, um, and then on your bench you've got Forster, so like me, Mendy's out, Forster's probably going to come in, so yeah, you must be fairly happy, it was a double game week, I suppose, so we should have been looking forward to this. Yeah, it's kind
1: of, I mean, I'm at yeah, I mean, I'm at about kind of 50k right now and it's kind of gone as well as you can hope scale. I think the real disappointment for me is Salah. I think just being benched in that game, I thought, you know, this could be a real chance to kind of push up. And there's a few people who have sold Salah now, so he's not kind of the asset that he used to be. Um, but on the whole, I'm, I'm happy with my team. You know, I, I, I think the only blaring obvious miss would be Trent. But apart from that, it's well balanced. It's a reasonable score. And I think we're all going to be reasonably close this week, aren't we? So, if you're not taking hits just keep those little rides going and then like you say later on we'll try and find some differentials to keep pushing us up
0: okay um i just want to point out um i'm getting a, a flashing message from youtube here um saying unfortunately the live chat has been uh, disconnected um and unable to connect to the chat and please try again later but so that seems to be an issue with youtube there um we haven't disconnected it as far as as far as i know we haven't and um Uh, So um, bear with us. The chat might come back. But if not, feel free to leave your comments uh, afterwards. But um, we're still streaming away. Um, So, yeah, I just want to also mention. So we've got full full of a little bit of news today. We've got a big survey um, that's taking place as is arranging that. So as has got lots of experience running surveys and these types of things. Um, and so he's he's doing stuff for Fantasy Football Scout about how it can be improved, um, so there's lots and lots of questions there about the site all the gadgets and, and tools in the members area and the stats, but also um, looking at things like all well, the content as well, so uh, things about the Scout class as well and video content and articles and those types of things so do head over to the site for more and I've, I've pinned the link in my um, Twitter uh, feed, so have a look at my Twitter account and it's the pinned tweet there is a survey so click on that and there's all sorts of links to go into that as well so um yeah let's move on to the first topic um Spurs under new management I've got written here so um Seb what's that about I'll put I'll put a picture of Mourinho looking glum um with um their <laughs> fixtures coming up so we can see they've got nothing in 33 but a whole bunch of good fixtures coming up from 34 so yeah take it away sir
2: yeah uh, just to say joe as well i think mm-hmm. i might be lagging a little bit so okay. if i do or whatever yeah. just my apologies mm-hmm. by all means please jump in and uh take over if i do mm-hmm. um but yes yeah, Spurs. we mentioned them early on and i think we probably all had a few spurs players to start with and maybe we're considering dumping or carrying Things have changed. They've got a new manager and okay fixtures, as you mentioned, if we can navigate this week. So, a couple of questions to kick us off. We have from the rumour mill Is it worth taking Son out for a warm week midfield punt in game week 33? Should we bring him back in game week 34? And from Sam, is it worth taking Kane out in game week 33? And if so, who to? And is it worth bringing him back in game week 34? So, uh, two nice questions dovetailing there. I've got a few. I mean, we went through Spurs a bit last week as well. So, nothing massive has changed there. You know, Kane and Son are the same players they were, although under different management. I will just say beforehand, though, that personally, my opinion, it feels a bit like one of those situations where, just mentioning before the show, you know, in the, in the trading world or what have you, there are, there are sayings about the best trade you can often make is to not make a trade. And mm. it almost feels like one of those situations where I want to do something. I want that little endorphin rush, especially seeing as this is a long game week and I want my little hit of FPL. If I make a move, if I make a transfer, if I do something to change my situation, I'll feel good about it. I wonder if we should maybe just wait. Spurs have got an interim manager who, yes, he talks about attacking, he talks about loving Gareth Bale, but we don't actually know if he's any good. It's all well and good to talk about attacking, but if you can't keep the ball or what have you, you can't attack. And then after that, we don't really know what's going to happen, both on the manager front, on the the macro side with Tottenham. So I wonder if you have Spurs players or don't, it's maybe better just holding on to them. I don't know what you two think on that sort of strategy
0: front before we get into some stats and whatnot. Okay, well, uh, Connor can go first as the guest. Mm. I
1: think a bit like the Super League, you shouldn't make the move. Um, so, yeah, I think with Kane and Son, I mean, Kane, I think with Kane, obviously if the injury is longer than we think it might be, then yes, you know, there's an argument to, to move him out, isn't there? But I think if he's fit, and I, and I do think it sounds like he's going to play in the cup final, I think he's a definite keep. He's probably the best asset in the game at the moment. He's the most captain player for the final four game weeks. He's definitely not a sell, not even for one game week. To be honest, I think Son is a little bit more of an argument. But I just, I think because they've got Sheffield United straight afterwards and Leeds, and you know they're they're fighting for Europe. I, j- I just think you know put your moves elsewhere. I just don't think there's any need. I mean, what what do you think about it, Joe?
0: Um, well, I I was prepared to dump Son, um, and I thought Kane, Kane will do. Uh, this was under Mourinho. Um, so as we had known, I mean, you don't need to be an expert to know that um, under Mourinho, Kane and Son have been incredible. Kane in particular. Kane's having an incredible season. He's assisting, scoring. Um, you know, he's a, a, an absolute FPL gift this season. But um, that could change. I, can't, I don't think it will change over the new manager in terms of that he will become bad suddenly. Um he is he is injured at the moment, so that's something I want to monitor. Um, especially with the cup final coming up, I don't know if we're gonna get anything concrete with it. I think it's gonna be a bit Dean Smith about this, and it's gonna be like, Oh, we hope he's getting fit and <laughs> that could it could rumble on a little bit. Um but yeah, going back to yeah, Mourinho's gone, so I'm thinking that the team itself are gonna be more attacking. Um, there's gonna be less emphasis on defence and often they were quite poor at defence anyway. So that's gone. The comments from Ryan Mason um, I like. Um, Two comments I particularly like. One is that he is absolutely uh, enamoured by Gareth Bale. When he was a player at Spurs, he absolutely rates Gareth Bale, thinks he's wonderful. And the other thing is that he has said that he wants to play the Spurs way. Um, in an attacking way, which is that kind of way that clubs like to think they've got a particular style, like, say, for example, West Ham, you know, they, you know, they will, will go back to that, that sort of mid to late 60s Bobby Moore type style they've got there. And, um, and, 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 but I, I like that thing as, 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 as someone with two attacking assets. That's what I like. Um, what I've got here is some season stats here. So this is all this season. So this is what's been happening under Mourinho um as we can see Kane absolutely top and I've sorted this by minutes per expected stats so assist or goals or expected goal involvement and what this shows is not only how wonderful Kane is and Son near the top but Bale doing really well so every time when Bale's getting minutes he's taking advantage of them he's creating a chance a minutes per chance at, at least every 28.5 minutes so and you know on average say three every every match if he can last that match um, and Ali as well Ali is quite interesting he's getting a chance every 77 minutes which is uh, reasonably high up um, and uh, minutes per expected goal every two hours uh, two, 211 minutes uh, there so it, it, it shows you that some of the other players that could get if they got time if they could last 90 minutes or 80 minutes instead of just 20 minute cameo they could do you a job, like Ali, like Bale. And suddenly I'm s- slightly interested in them. So going going back to the fixtures, the fixtures have got Sheffield United and then Leeds, which is, I would say, tricky now. Wolves, Villa at home and then Leicester at the end. So out of those fixtures, they've got three really good fixtures out of those five. Um, and then going back to the season stats, they've got all these attacking players. They've been sitting on the bench or not doing much. So um, I'm a bit... Yeah, I'd ever wait and see. Going back to what Seb said originally, sometimes doing nothing might be the best thing because I, I want to see what's going on with them. Is that? I mean, yeah, I think I think I think he cracked it there with Seb. Spurs, wait and see.
2: I, I guess the thing that interests me, you mentioned, you know, Ron Mason making some statements which are encouraging, but frankly, I don't know what he's like as a manager, or if I do, there's not that much evidence to back it up. So he can say what he likes, and that is that is good to hear, but. I'm going to need to say say many things in the past and either do the opposite or fail to actually implement what they're trying to do. Mm. You know, like I said, saying you're going to attack is all well and good, but if you can't get and keep the ball or build a sufficient attack, that doesn't matter that much. So for me, rather than maybe focusing on Brian Mason and Tottenham, I was looking at with and without Bale. As you say, it sounds like Bale is going to come back into the side. I think most people probably don't have Bale now. They either moved him to Son or moved him onto someone else. I know I did. Kind of wish I still had him. So... Maybe it's worth thinking him, you know, wait this week. Obviously, they're not playing. Let's have a little look going forward. So, firstly, looking at Spurs with and without Bale. So, when I say without, this is when Mourinho dropped him. There may have been a few minutes here and there, but give or take he wasn't involved in their play. It's a small sample size. So, without him, it's game week 28 to 32, which, for reference, was Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle, Man United and Everton so far this week. And then, with him, it was 25 to 27, although two in twenty six. So it was West Ham, Burnley, Fulham, and Crystal Palace. So not the biggest sample size, and of course different strengths of teams in there. But with Gareth Bale in those uh, earlier fixtures, Tottenham were third in the league for mins per xG. Brighton were top in that period. I'll uh, I'll note, uh, Joe. Joe, happy. <laughs> but then without Gareth Bale over the 28 to 32 period, they were down in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelfth. So not great defensively. As well, I do believe they dropped off, but obviously maybe that's more of a, yeah, top for XGC considered in that period and about mid-table for the earlier period. But maybe that's less to do with Gareth Bale. Also, with Mourinho leaving, we know he likes defence, but actually he wasn't maybe doing a that good a job of it. So I'm not sure all that much will change on that front. He was maybe relying on Kane and Son, which won't change. So then looking at Kane and Son, speaking of those two, with uh, with Gareth Bale, Schumann's Son had 0.56 XGI per 90, whereas Gareth Bale had 0.89. And I think we saw that. Really Son went into that more supporting role, sure, creating assists, but probably lower threat overall, whereas Gareth Bale maybe took over a bit. And then without him, Son actually got even worse with 0.3, so we possibly saw him regress even further. Striker-wise, obviously, Harry Kane's great in both, but with Gareth Bale, he had exactly one XGI per 90, and without him, he had 0.88. But if you take into account fixtures, for example, losing to Man United, maybe there's not that much in it. So then, comparing two other fixtures, I looked at and again such small sample sizes, but I looked at Tottenham four, Crystal Palace one, and Tottenham one, Man United three. Looking at heat maps, there's not a huge difference. Gareth Bale gets a lot of touches in the match he plays versus Palace on the right hand side, and then going advanced, coming to the box as you'd expect. You spotted that when he played. Heung-Min Son and Harry Kane both actually come drifting left but probably have more of their touches central when Gareth Bale is playing. We did maybe see the shape change a bit there as well with that being that front three. And they both have more touches in the area and more touches overall, but actually a lesser threat proportionately than in the Man United match when they are less involved overall, but then maybe Tottenham were, but individually actually carried more threat, but possibly less sustainable based on the fact that their touches came a bit deeper and a bit wider. So from all of that, Honestly, the answer is we're not entirely sure. Mm. But what I'd be looking to do is, you know, note those trends down and see if they continue or change. And maybe that'll make my decision for me. In terms of moving players, mm. we probably agree we wouldn't do it. But Gareth Bell makes them a better team.
0: Yeah. And the other thing I've, I've seen, a lot of people um, have penciled in a move, as, as I sort of had, uh, son out. But they were, maybe if they haven't got uh, Fernandez or Salah, who are strong captaincy options this week? They'd had that move penciled in, um, but I, yeah, I just wonder. Caution now. Um, do they do they really want to go into that Sheffield United match without uh, an attacking Spurs? So say Bales in the team, and he's going um, goal and assist mad, and Son is is reaping the rewards from that. Even if Kane is out, I'd quite like to see Son in my side. Then I think for me it's the big thing is Kane's injury if he's one of those ones where it's just where he's maybe out for three weeks I don't know three four weeks I I mean I'm not getting it's not there's there's no rumors of that um and so I'm not starting those rumors but I just think I just wonder you know will when is he going to be back and he's a lot of money on the bench so for example if I know he's definitely out then Kane to Vardy, who Vardy who is the the man who's assisting Ian Atcher at the moment, and with Leicester having great fixtures coming up, um, uh, that that makes that you know I'd like to make that move, um, but it's just that removing Kane, and then having to get Kane back in uh, for that Sheffield United game, that's that's a lot of a lot of movement to be done, and we haven't got that many game weeks left, and I really don't really want to be spending the final month of the season which has been a tough FPL season. Just worrying about, oh, I want Kane and I've got rid of him and now I've got to get him back and and all these kinds of things. And I just want an easy life, I think. <laughs> I mean, so- that, that hokey-cokey
2: move always feels a bit... It can definitely come off. I've done it myself in the past. Yeah. I did it with Son and Salah earlier in the season. But it's almost like burning two transfers, not one. Because mm. obviously, you know, in and out. But I mean, with the first transfer, because not only are you making a move to a player you're then going to get rid of and want someone back, you are removing the opportunity of fixing another problem in your squad somewhere else and just holding on to that initial player. Yeah. So it could come off, but it feels like one of those lower percentage plays.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs do really well, to be honest, over the next couple of game weeks. I just think we can't discount. You kind of you can tell that things haven't been right in that Tottenham camp. And I think the fact they've sacked him at this point is quite telling. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if we do see a bit more of a free Tottenham, a bit more attacking Bale playing they might concede a few more but I I can see them doing well so I think you're right like you touched on earlier maybe like an alley or a Bale it's something we shouldn't discount and it's something like you said Seb I think we need to see in the next week or two and then maybe we jump on but I could see it happening I think they could do well
2: I mean what what do you if you're if you're the new Spurs manager coming in or at least interim what do you say you know you haven't got that long to prepare for matches you just go Harry Jungmin on. you are probably having the best seasons of your career so far keep doing it i'm not going to tell you anything different go out there to the team okay i'll try and organize the defense maybe i'll just you know pick a back for four obviously try and go with that but all you probably do is set them up and go i'm not jose go out there and show everyone why you deserve to be you know higher in the league
1: i think you tell them to just go and enjoy playing football again because they don't look like yeah. they've enjoyed playing football and i think you do that and you stay, i think you'll see a different Tottenham side. so i think you're right i think we could see a very different team and better assets for fbo
0: Um, We're going to look at um, the next four fixtures and and the remaining fixtures a bit bit later. But I think the the point of talking about Spurs now is because it's quite integral because game week 33, they blank. So they're quite handy to remove. There's a a lot of money tied up, a lot of value tied up with Kane and Son. Um, But at the same time as we've just been talking about, we don't really want to get rid of them because they've got that good run coming up and maybe maybe a great attacking side so it could one of the problems i've had this season with son is that without kane I, he's, he's pretty much valueless he's just a very expensive midfielder that's not doing much um but if somehow it's going to work in a system where son is going to get the points he can get you know huge 15 18 20 point type halls then i want to keep him so um one of the reasons another reason looking at that is because of the blank one, one thing i over. would just highlight oh, yeah. on that
2: no, no, sorry, I, I I lagged out after you, please. I apologize.
0: No, I was gonna. I was just gonna. I was gonna say we're gonna talk about blank and double gaming in a minute. But no, um, Seb, did you have another something else to add?
2: Funnily enough, blank and doubles. a oh, uh, great little thing. I'm gonna segue in. in. Just someone in the chat mentioning the free, the free hit. Ah, <laughs> quite possibly. The, uh, so so the, the the free hit, where I do have my free hit, and I am missing my three City players, my two Spurs players this week. it will leave me with a team of nine. I'm thinking i can cope with this potential double 35 blank 36 whatever it ends up being that might be a better opportunity i mean if you've still got a wild card and a free hit or a triple captain whatever bench boost maybe there are better opportunities you could use it this week but for me with only my bench boost i uh, sorry bench boost free hit i think i can deal with this week and i can get more out of the free hit in a couple of weeks time
0: okay well let's have a look at these um blank and double game because i've got a bench boost so Uh, Other people have a free hit. I mean, you mentioned other people might have their wild cards. So um, luckily, um, Leggo Mane and others, others within the community have been um, analysing the fixture list. Um, And there's a couple of scenarios, but they basically still got the same um, outcome. We know certain teams have got a double coming up. We know that certain teams with a double will blank as well. We just don't know which way round it's going to be. So it could be a double game week thirty-six. It could be a blank game thirty. Uh, sorry, double game week thirty-five, blank game week thirty-six. Could be a double game week thirty-six. Could be double game week thirty-seven. Blanks could be fitted in around that. So it, it, we, what we might get. Fast paced news uh, we opened the scout talking about. Fast paced news this week could be the announcements of those May fixtures in which all of that will be revealed. Um, so what we do know is that, um, uh, Spurs, City, Southampton, and Fulham are uh, all blank in game week 33, and and the, the doubles and blanks to be announced soon. So, game week 35 is the likely this double, so we hope. Um, and that's likely. This is what I say likely to involve Villa, Everton, Palace, and Southampton's postponed games. The FA Cup, which takes play, final, which takes place in game thirty-six, should likely to mean that Leicester and Chelsea and their opponents double possibly in thirty-five, and then blank. The blanks could be before though. <laughs> So basically, it just pays to be aware of the teams involved in all of this. We don't know when it's going to happen, but these are the teams can be involved. So for me, as a bench booster, and also without a wild card and without a free hit, um, the um, the teams that interest me, unfortunately, are the teams that are rubbish as FPL assets at the moment. Sure. Uh, well, sure. uh, I'm sorry, um, FPL Prince is an Everton fan. Um, I'm leaving. But, but um, Everton, <laughs> Palace, Southampton. And Villa, who you know, not not what we would hope as FPL assets. <laughs> um, they all look good for me as bench boosters because I, I because I don't have that wild card, don't have that free hit. I can bench boost them, and you know the likes of a Villa defender, you know Everton defender, you know some cheap midfielder in there somewhere. Ollie Watkins. These are players that you know quite I would like for a double on the bench, but I don't want to. I don't want to really remove Fernandez or these types, and Fernandez himself might get a double. So for me, um, they're good. Uh, they're good ones. But that's not to ignore the likes to say Leicester and Chelsea. And um, there's a whole bunch of permutations there. It lo- it's looking like Villa's um, double game week, whenever that happens, won't be great. And it's looking like Everton's been marginally better. And annoyingly, it looks like Crystal Palaces could be amongst the best. <laughs> um, so Crystal Palace, it could be something like Sheffield United, Southampton. Could be Southampton, Aston Villa, um, and uh, or then they could have Sheffield United, Southampton, then followed by Villa. Do I really want any Palace assets? I don't know. For a bench boost, maybe, maybe, um, but. It's, it's 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 a tizzy for me and I think other people will be in similar situations but I think if you've got a free hit I think it's quite a nice situation to be in because you don't have to worry about this blank whenever that is and I think that's quite nice yeah that's my spiel for me I'm logically I should focus on something around Southampton, Everton Palace and Villa for a bench boost and I've, I've I've got some of those already and looking to get others um but I'm not entirely convinced by that. And maybe I should just hang it and just get Alexander Arnold, who's the best defender at the moment, who would come to attacking defenders shortly, um, and just hang it and just, just play the fixture right in front of me. Game week 33. So that's the end of my spiel. Um, Connor, what are your thoughts? What's your situation? Chips wise, doubles, blanks, giving it much thought? What are you thinking?
1: So the first thing is, I don't know how you two still have a chip left. I mean, that's outrageous. <laughs> because,
2: <laughs> um, because I'm ranked 200k, that's why. <laughs> yeah, and I'm
1: ranked
0: about
1: you that well. as well. <laughs> okay, well like, I'm 50k, so I'm not too too much higher, but okay, fair enough. But yeah, it's, it, it, it is a tricky one. I, I think in your situation, Jerry, you are right, as, as much as I laugh, it, it's difficult for you because those teams are so unreliable in terms of FPL assets, Southampton, Everton, Palace, Villa. They're just, there's no one really there that really screams out to me. Um, I think if I was really pushing to target one of those teams, I and mean, it may come across as a little bit biased, I, I probably would go for Everton. And, and I say that because I think with them going for Europe, and I think because... I think in the Tottenham game, they actually played really well. Probably the best I've seen them this season. It wasn't for two... Very silly individual errors. They would have won that game. Um, I think Sigurdsson's looking good. I think Richarlison. It's Richarlison is playing as a striker now, and he is getting chances. So, say if Kane is out, I honestly wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that against going for someone like Richarlison, and then using the money mm-hmm. elsewhere to get like a Trent if you don't have him. Um, I think obviously you've got Luca Dean, but I have to be honest. I mean, the Everton defence is just so untrustworthy. It's, it's not good. Um, so I don't know if I'd risk it. If I, if I was going to pick one, I'd probably go Richarlison. I, could, I do think he could be a good differential. Yeah.
2: That's of- um, the only thing about Everton. I, I like Hammers. I like how he's been doing mm, recently. He was definitely. very impressive the other night. We've watched them a couple of times recently on the match day of Scoutcast with Janny, with Leicester, and then this most recent match. They kind of keep doing the opposite to what I expect. So, like, they're solid when I don't expect them to be, they're potent when I don't expect them to be, or more often the opposite, which makes predicting it a little bit a little bit tough. Like, versus Leicester, they were pretty solid and then got cut apart a bit, but were decent going forward themselves. And again, we saw the other night, it was, you know, two ridiculous finishes from Kane and probably defensive mistakes that let them in, and they looked decent enough. But then I've seen them do that so often that I just don't know what I could pick and, and be fully sure on. Looking at the fixtures, and you mentioned maybe that week doesn't jump out to you quite as much. Just sorting by difficulty here. Have you looked at game week 37 if you have a bench boost? Because you then have the options of Liverpool. Okay, Sheffield United, ignore all them. But Liverpool versus Burnley. Sheffield United versus Newcastle. Leeds versus Southampton. West Ham versus West Brom. Wolves-Everton, if you still want an mm-hmm. Everton thing. Arsenal-Crystal Palace. Man United have got Fulham in there. I wonder if there's more opportunity there to go grab the old... I don't know, three West Ham or three Leeds or three Liverpool probably isn't unachievable at the moment. And maybe get a bench boost out of that week. Of course, it's a little bit further ahead. We don't quite know I think, what teams will look like. I think, it,
0: I mean, my, 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 the my, my instinct with a bench boost um, is that um, a team playing twice will, you know, you've got better odds of points than them just playing once. But also the other thing is the teams involved, say, for example, West Ham. Now, I don't know if I want three West Ham. I want Jesse Lingard. I would maybe on a bench boost want Bowen maybe if Antonio's not back, but I don't know if I really want one of their defenders. Masuaku maybe, but will he play? And it's one of those things. If it was a double game week, yeah, but for single game week, I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah, I do know who you mean. It's and it's important, you know, for me and everyone listening and and watching to sort of move their mindset a bit and think well do I need to bench boost in that double game week? And so it's good. So it's something I will look into definitely and look at those other fixtures and use it in a single game week. That could be more advantageous. I my instinct is not to, but I don't discount it. We have to be flexible. So yeah, good point.
1: I think just go back to Seb's point on, um, you do do make a good point about Hamid's Rodriguez. And I think, um, James Rodriguez, probably for you, Joe, is one to look at, because basically Ancelotti's moved him. He was playing on the right, but he's actually moved him kind of centrally and a little bit further forward. He's on every set piece. He's back fit. They're going to have to play him whenever they can because they need to finish as high up as possible. Um, the the issue is, I think for you, Joe, because you, know, you want to double, will he play both those games? Yes. Usually I'd say no, but I think at this point in the season, Everton need him to play. He's the catalyst. So, I think he could be a good option. No. And you are also right in the fixtures. Everton yeah. always do better against good teams, bad against the lower teams. So don't worry about fixtures too much.
0: So one of, one of my mindsets with Rodriguez is that he is really good at home and less, mm. less potent away. Now, we haven't got fans at the moment, so I'm not quite mm. sure why that is. Maybe, you know, he, when he hears Zedkar's music, um, he just goes absolutely <laughs> ballistic with gold pie. But um, I, we all do, Joe, don't they worry. all go ballistic with gold Pie once they hear the Z Cars music. <laughs> yeah. um, but and, and without and without that 1960s police drama music, he's just goes mm. goes to pot. Um, no. But looking at uh, the <laughs> the fixtures, it's very possible there could be two away games. So am I right in thinking that? I mean, is, is he actually okay away? <laughs> As an
1: Everton, I think, I think you think. are right. I, I do believe there is something in him at home. I think he's been better at home. But again, I just. I wouldn't put too much into it. I, I think he's missed so many games this season that it's hard to kind of call that an accurate kind of statistic. But it, there is something in it, but I, I wouldn't go. He can still do it away, I'm convinced. And he is really the focal point yeah. of the creativity of that team. So, I
2: mean, this is a very tired comment now, but the home mm. and away thing, even in the past, I've always treaded lightly with. Mm. And especially this season, when you would argue the biggest factor fans aren't there. Mm. I mean there could be something in it but yeah. I I'd, I'd want to I'd want to dig further before I just lent on home yeah. and away if, as a reason.
1: If, if it makes you feel better Joe, mm. Everton are awful at home at the minute and oh, fantastic okay. away. Oh, Okay.
0: So, <laughs> so I've got all time my mindset there. <laughs> so but they they are they're brilliant away. One of the things I quite like to do towards the end of the season is sort of get those players that I haven't got but sort of should have done. Um and Rodriguez mm. I, I don't think I've owned him at all in FPL this mm. season. Um and he's be, he's he's a good asset. Um, so so yeah, he is on my radar. It's just finding space for him, and I was hoping Son might make way, but um, it might be might be someone else really. But um, Fernandez is a player I'm looking at in terms of ditching, uh, not not this next fixture, but um, coming up in the next few weeks, um, because if Kane is still fit, Kane and Salah. Just does me for the captaincy, and Fernandez with Pogba um, in that more attacking role is slightly more shunted out in terms of a, an FPL um, potential, um, and Mason Greenwood is been is doing it as well. So, so. Um, I think we we did on the captaincy video uh, today and I was saying that if... um, (laughs) So last six matches, best players from those sides, which is Southampton, Everton, Palace and Villa, sorted by expected uh, uh, goal involvement. So the expected goal involvement there. War prowse now that's obviously with penalties um, taken into account there, um, but he is um, statistically the best player to get in. And he uh is cheap five point nine um then you've got the likes of calvert lewin Sigurdsson at the moment bearing like last six matches so Sigurdsson is, is performing well as an FPL asset whilst um whilst Calvert Lewin has been out um Richardson who you mentioned there Connor um is doing well um and then you've got the some Villa Villa as I said are likely to have poor fixtures but nevertheless if I was that way inclined Watkins and Traore um Ings is still mucking around Benteke is in there. Um, start, you're starting to get lower down on here. You can sign against the Palisades. That's Benteke, Teke, Milovoyevich, which is because, obviously, penalties. Zaha. And then there's James Rodriguez, who's not pulling up trees with the stats, but nevertheless, he's created 10 chances, which is the same as Sigurdsson. So out of this bunch of players, um, you know, is, is the best. And then Armstrong has uh, created seven chances. Um, what, I, what I'm looking at that is not only do I not particularly want a lot of these players but it's rather annoying that they're actually the most useful handy players in so it's good to put up in the people um, might look at them and think perhaps I need an enabler so perhaps they want to get uh, Fernandez or Salah in and they need an enabler elsewhere well these are the kind of players you could be looking at a Ward-Prowse an Armstrong um, even a Penteke. a Watkins at Villa so a bit more realistic there 6.5 I like, I like Watkins yeah the, these are the sort of players you should be considering to think well who who's going to be the enabler the make way who could is it could actually be quite useful in that they've got okay fixtures and a double um, so they could be quite useful players there um, but I've got another table here this is a bit more like it <laughs> so this is like everyone this is uh, last six matches um, but 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 everyone Um, So these are the actual ones we should be looking at, really. Um, So, as I said, last six matches, so Antonio is obviously injured, but Kane is top there. So we hope that he recovers from his injury because he's so potent as an attacking force. Expected goal involvement of over six. That's seven big chances in total. But then you've got the likes of Acho. So, you know, instead of of looking at these guys, instead of messing around with Benteke and Armstrong and the such like, I really should be focusing on these. I do have Ian Acho and Lingard, but that's just me. Other people might not. So you should be perhaps targeting them, really. They've got the form and they've got the fixtures. Ian at the moment, and then Lingard is definitely towards the end of the season. Fernandez Fernandez is still trucking along. A lot of people are going, "Eh, Fernandez. I mean, I, I myself was saying I think Mason Greenwood might be a better asset. To own for Manchester United, but nevertheless, have four big chances uh, last six. Expected goal involvement just under four, uh, just under four as well. And there's Chris Wood, who's still in my team. Um, six point three expected. He's expected goal involvement is just about the same as as Fernandez. So there you go. Um, but um, Salah, De Bruyne, and Pereira, and Pereira is someone I'm very tempted by. I'm not quite sure where I would fit him in at the moment, but Pereira at West Brom. Um, because he's a talisman in a West Brom side that is seemingly going for it. Um, Newcastle players aren't showing up here. I expect them to in the next week or so uh, because they've been doing well. But I don't know if this has given any, either of you any thoughts really about players to go for instead of do you target double gaming players or do you just hang it and just go for the best players?
1: I think, um, to be honest, in some ways it it makes me think, should I keep Fernandez Because... I think with Fernandez, we're not seeing the form, and you're right, Pogba is making a difference. And again, you're right, Greenwood is very appealing for the price because of the money you can do with that rest of the team. But we know what we get with Fernandez, and the stats kind of show it there. Like he's still creating chances. You know, he's still got high expected goal involvement. So it might not be a transfer worth making. I mean, Lacazette, like I, I really like, but obviously, I think he had the injury, didn't he, on the weekend. So I think that kind of rules him out. But I think he would have been a really good option. I think hey, I mean Woods. I mean, no offence, Joe, but I don't think I've be bringing him in at the moment.
0: No, fair <laughs> enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like you agree. Yeah. Um, he's too risky. I, there's no. I think Rafina for for the final few games. I yeah. think I think he, he's one we've definitely got to be mm-hmm. looking at. Um, I know Seb like Pereira, so I'll let you talk about him. But I, I have to be honest. There's no one really that screams out at me from that list. What What do you think, Seb?
2: Oh yeah, you mentioned. I like Pereira and I I do, his stats in the championship were outstanding, his performances as well. And we've seen it this this season, Um, you know, if there's good things to come, it comes from him. The only real issue for me, and maybe West Brom transcend this, if you know, if they're they're fighting towards the end. But Villa-Wolves in the next couple is all right, but then Arsenal-Liverpool-West Ham-Leeds really isn't great and while i'm not saying he couldn't get points it's a game of getting more points i don't know if i have room for him in my five i'd love to find it but i don't think i do and i don't think i need as well someone who's 5.4 when we have like lingard only a million more and and aneanacho and a uh, and an antonio possibly if he comes back up front i don't think we're too strapped for cash you mentioned fernandez salary is low down on that table they aren't screaming that i need them so if i if i did need to spend money probably wouldn't be in all of them you know we've seen in the past you know your power fives or what have you I think it's the opposite right now
0: yes um, yeah we had a couple of questions one about um, Phil Byrne asks is it time to ditch City players uh, permanently because of Pep Roulette um, and also Nuclear uh, asks who are the best replacements for Lacazette so we're talking about these two um, two uh, sets of players really who've got good fixtures or you know they're like City they're just sort of fixture proof um, now, Seb, you've got a lot of City at the moment. Um, Connor, I don't know. You've got a bit of City, and um, I don't lots, know if you have flirted with Arsenal at all. Um, but um, what, what do we think? Is it? I mean, is it time to, because of the rotation with those two? Because of their European involvement, but just rotation and injuries as well. Is it? Is it? Is it just worth? I mean, are you coming away from some City? I mean, it was
2: probably time to lose them a few weeks ago really wasn't it I think many people who had the wild cards or had the transfers probably did for myself I kept them simply just because I had more pressing issues and that's been okay they've obviously lost one fixture from the calendar now with the cup final obviously missing out on that De Bruyne we think will be fit we hope will be fit I have Cancelo and I have Gundogan I'm not going to go and take you know a minus eight to get rid of all three of them or think I possibly would move Cancelo to maybe a Ricardo Pereira or someone like that and happily hold on to De Bruyne and Gundogan for another week. Just because if they do play, they probably have some of the better prospects. And I'm happy to slowly shift them out if better things rear their head. But I'm in no massive rush.
1: Mm, I think I agree. I think if you own Gundogan or De Bruyne, I think I would keep, because as we're seeing at the minute, the teams are very template. It's so hard to get a kind of march on anyone else. So if, De Bruyne or Gundogan played and does well, you are going to get those rank rises. I, th- I think the key is it depends on your bench. If you've got a bench that can cope with coming on, if one of them doesn't play, you're fine. I think, I think the defence is a real issue. I mean, Stones is cheap, so it's not too bad. And again, if you've got a bench player, it's OK. But I think Cancelo and, and Diaz, even for his price, I mean, they're playing one game, missing one. It, it's just getting annoying. And I think when you've got players like kind of Dallas who, who are coming into good fixtures, I think moves like from Diaz to Dallas it tempts me personally. So I'm sure it tempts other people. I mean, what 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 do you think, Joe?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I chose on my wildcard to to not go with City, just because as I said, I, I'm just keeping it easy. The last few game weeks, it's, we haven't got many game weeks left. I I cannot be dumb with pep roulette at the moment i can do with it most of the time but also i've got a bench boost to think about i can't be done with players um that may or may not play i've already got one in alonso and i'm even though he's playing tonight i'm partially regretting that because i've essentially got a a city player in if, if you see what i mean i'm getting a good attacking player that may not play um and of course they can't earn me bent points if they're not playing um so I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, good players to go for. But I just don't know when, whenever Gunduan or, or KDB are going to play. Um, so to me, it's almost irrelevant whether they're good or not. Um, Stats-wise, Jesus is the guy to get. Um, in terms of big chances, he's had five. He's expected to be involved in nearly four goals. He's, in fact, scored four goals. Created eight chances as well. He's had ten shots inside the box. Um, and minutes per goal attempts in the box every 46 minutes uh, which is pretty good uh, not really really good like tw- he's usually about 27 28 when I look at these um, uh, tables so that, pro- that proves there's either perhaps he's underperforming or there's room for improvement but either way I look at that and I think I, do, do I really want Jesus I mean will he actually play will there be a force nine will Aguero get fit and play? Um, so for me I'm just not but I I, I wouldn't say to anyone with City like for example you've got City players both of you and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say not I mean I can't argue that they're a bad side or they're good players just for me I'm just looking to keep it nice and easy
2: I I think the one thing with Jesus is there is no category he comes out on top in you know he's, he's slightly more expensive than people he might be matching in terms of stats or points he's not the best City asset He's probably not in the top three striker assets, even if you have to play with Price. I don't know why I would bring him in over either other forwards or other City players.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, defenders. We're going to move on because this is going to mention a few players. Well, let's have a look at that list. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a few. There's a few City players there. Uh, But yeah, um, FPL Prince, you want to take us through this Um, attacking Mm -hmm. defenders?
1: Yes. So with doubles on the horizon and attack and midfield looking very similar, defence could be an area where FPL managers can steal a march on their rivals. So I think we've seen, haven't we, you know, a lot of our midfield areas, are very similar. Yeah. And, and defenders, there are a few kind of different types of players that we can target. So obviously, if we look at the table... Um, yeah, this your, is the uh, uh,
0: last six matches, by the way.
1: Yeah, so last six matches played. Uh, we've got Alonso top for expected goal involvement. I mean... I think that's expected. I mean, I mean, you own Alonso, Joe. And I yeah. think with Alonso, if you've got a bench again that can cope with it, he is a great asset because yeah. he, he can hit an absolute mega haul. And if you've got him for that game, that's fantastic. Oh. Um, Cancelo, I like, but I, I, I do think the starts are going to be too much of an issue at this point in the season. And obviously the one that's kind of the flavour of the month. And I don't own him. I don't think you do either, Joe. Yeah, but Alexander-Arnold... Now, look at the
0: stats.
1: To, oh, they are unbelievable, aren't they? So, 16 chances created. That's so far above everyone else in the last six. Um, he's had corners, you know, and and Liverpool have been a little bit better defensively, statistically wise, at the minute. Um, so, Trent is just. I I didn't think he could keep it up, but I think the whole thing about with him not being in the England squad, um, I think Liverpool pushing for Europe, he is he's almost like a must-own at the moment, and it's killing me not owning him. Um, Just looking at some of the other players, I mean, size walls have good fixtures. Um, He has a little bit of attacking threat. Obviously, got Luca Dean, my man, so on corners, Uh, nine chances created. That's pretty decent, to be fair. It's pretty high up. Masoaki doing well for West Ham. Um, Is there any other players that kind of catch your eye on the list, Joe? What do you
0: think? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I want Luca Dean to be good. <laughs> but me, me too. Don't worry I, about that. <laughs> he he's, 14 corners, created nine chances last six, and uh, obviously a couple of clean sheets. Yeah. Do, do you know, know the issue with one, Dean?
1: You know. Yeah, the issue with Luca Dean, though, is Luca Dean's delivery is unbelievable. He, he is one of the best at delivering hmm. the ball in the league. The issue with Luca Dean is when Calvert-Lewin doesn't play, there's not that player who's going Man. to head it in the net. Richarlison is okay with heading but... Luca Dean needs Calvert-Lewin. If Cava fit, Luca Dean will fly for the last few games. So it's one to keep an eye on.
0: I mean, Luke, I mean, the, the, one of the, I mean, I looked at this table and there were similar players a couple of weeks ago when I wild carded. So that's why a number of them on there. I saw Alonzo top, so I would have him. Alexander Arnold is the, the player I've I've sacrificed, um, but Connor Cody I got in. Um, there's a very small goal. Goal attempt threat there um, because his new role of get forward Connor from the bench, um, but it's Luke Shaw I got in and he could have got a hatful in that last game, and uh, I was quite annoyed he, he didn't. But somehow he walked away with nothing. But he's created thirteen chances. Um, there's almost Alexander Arnold territory there. But corners twenty one. So these these are all metrics to get you know get points, and that's what you want from him. You want a clean sheet an assist that's going to bring bonus as well and so there you go there's your double digit haul from a player that's like five and a half million there's a whole bunch of um that they're, they're the sort of players I'm looking at it's just looking at those sort of metrics if Chilwell was um nailed on and if Alonso was nailed on whichever one of those ones there'd they'd be good assets there so Chilwell 10 10 goal attempts Alonso's 14 goal attempts last six um, uh size at wolves is an interesting one points at, the the whole point of this isn't it is points at both ends of the pitch is can they get a double digit horn i think that's where the differentials are going to be so yeah they're the players i'm i'm looking at um and you know i'm i'm, I'm saying goodbye to john stones in my affections i mean he's been great for me for many months but i don't know whether he's going to start but um john john stones nine goal attempts um and uh, yeah, he's been he's been a, he's been a miracle <laughs> for FPL managers this season. But yeah, that that's that's the only ones I'm interested in really.
2: One I quite like the look of, who isn't on that list. So mm. I'll go with someone who has bad stats for once. It feels a bit dirty. Um, it was our differential last week, yeah. I believe, uh, Tom's, which is Ricardo Pereira. Yes, from Leicester. So he has a 0.38 xgi in the last six, which is not too special, nah. but he is playing further forward. Also, the thing that XGI doesn't capture is that he could have earned a penalty or had a tap-in and he got neither. You know, give him a 0.8 on top of that, if you like. And it starts to look a little bit better. But also, the thing I quite like is Leicester's fixtures. So they have Crystal Palace in 33, Southampton in 34, and Newcastle in 35. Then it gets bad, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham to round out the season. But that perfectly matches with both Leeds and West Ham having a good final three fixtures. So, while I wouldn't say plan too many transfers, if I got Ricardo Pereira this week, say for Cancelo, I could get three good fixtures. We think he'll play them all. We know it's not perfectly mm-hmm. nailed on, but we think he'll play them all if he gets enough rest. And then I could move to a Dallas, a Crestman if he's fit or a Masuaka or someone along those lines. I quite like that as a little move that maybe earns me a few points other people won't, won't get.
0: Yeah, I know mean, we already have Trent as well, so I don't want well, to go there. I mean, we talked about, you know, going to the start of the show is is make, is, is perhaps not making a move is the best thing. But I, if I don't make a, a transfer this week, I lose, lose that transfer because um, I have two transfers. And um, yeah, moving Alonso on because he plays West Ham to a Leicester defender is something I'm interested in. I'm just not sure on Pereira whether he's the player he was last season. Um, but... Yeah, that does make sense. And it keeps that place open. I mean, Alexander-Arnold is the one I should be getting, really. I think it Seb, he's in your, your team, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. And, uh, I brought him in a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah, he's the difference He's the difference maker at the moment. Um, teams with him in their side have, have automatically got pretty much six points more than me every week. So over over five weeks, minimum, I'm looking at 30 points down. So if I can get him in um that's gonna um, because he's a relative differential at the moment still he's, his ownership is not that high um because i think people like me just sort of think well can't quite get him in and get these other players in um 16 uh, percent, off the top of my head I believe. yeah which for him is quite low um he didn't i mean he didn't particularly damage my rank um but it's but it's a, but it's points i missed out on in order to damage everyone else's rank around me um So, um, yeah, that's the one I would go for. But, yeah, sure, I mean, sure, I like at the moment. I mean, just, you know, attacking defenders from big sides. So Pereira is on my, you know, I will look into that, definitely. So, but, yeah, once again, thanks a lot for thinking, for me, outside of the box a bit. And I wasn't thinking, I mean, I was thinking things like Schmeichel and stuff. And I was thinking, can I really, you know, what is the ceiling of Schmeichel? Six points, seven points? Whereas Pereira could be 13, 14
2: I would argue as well with Leicester, their defence. I haven't got the numbers in front of me, so I won't try and mm-hmm. guess, but I feel like maybe not dissimilar to Everton. They keep mm-hmm. conceding when I don't expect them to. Yeah. And so if you do have Schmeichel, you are immediately losing the thing you want him for. Like I say, Pereira's stats aren't yeah. too amazing, but I like where he's playing. I like that you know his stats could basically have doubled if he'd won that penalty or scored a tap in the other week, and then he possibly appears on your list. So I like him as a bit of a... You know, I'll get some defensive points maybe or some offensive points
0: um just just a comment in the live chat my live chat's back working by the way um Lars Nielsen says Joe you don't lose that transfer so stop saying you lose a transfer so this is quite a common cliche um in FPL when you've got two transfers um, if you had the perfect team uh and two free transfers you don't lose anything if you don't use that transfer so going back to the beginning of the show best, best to do nothing But at the same time, the key bit there is if you had the perfect team. I do not have the perfect team. No one has the perfect team. And also there's a lot of double game weeks coming up and a bench boost to play. So I want to get in on that action. Um, And also I want, you know, better players than I have. There's always better. There's always room for improvement. So um, thanks for the comment though, Lars. And I, I, I do wonder if you've looked at my team and thought it's perfect. In which case, thank you very much. But um, I look at it and don't think it's that perfect. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a good point
2: though. When well, we mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, sometimes sitting on your hands is a good move. In terms of yeah, you know, yeah, you don't lose a transfer. I guess if you have no transfers to make, you could transfer yourself out of a mm. out of a good player. I one of my better seasons a while ago. Now I think I finished about three thousandth. Was I enforced a rule on myself where I would take no hits all season? Mm. Um, obviously, in the end, there were a few weeks where it didn't look too pretty because couldn't take advantage of stuff, but. And you can't differentiate that from if I just picked a good team to start with. I need fewer transfers, so it's not a perfect test. But I definitely found found myself playing differently and really savoring those transfers and making good, considered, longer term moves. So there's something to be said for don't force a transfer.
0: Hey, um, just on this of this, uh, the live chat's um, full of full of useful advice about that same topic. Stephen Fincher said that he once won a mini league. By not using all his transfers, and he won on grounds nice. of less transfers used. And indeed, I think last season I managed to scrape into the top hundred k because I didn't use so many transfers. Um, so that could be a that could be a good play there. So Lars and Stephen are starting to convince me a little bit there.
1: I believe didn't, uh, didn't last year's winner not you take any hits as don't well. I think that not
0: an, think another, so. And yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the previous managers, Dimitriou, um, mm. about five or six years ago. He didn't use his second wildcard because he liked his team as it was, which is exactly the point that Lars and Stephen are making in the live chat. Um, he liked his team and he won it. <laughs> so he clearly liked it. And um, and so he didn't use that second wild card, which is, uh, yeah, it's quite annoying. I to mean, people, I mean it's
2: though? worth That's pointing good. out, obviously, that, you know, causation and uh, causality there where you know we're not saying don't use your wild card and don't make transfers because you'll win it often you don't need those if you're already in a really good position Yeah. but maybe it's a sign of being in a good position and it's a way of I think it's a way of thinking about it you know if if transfers mm. if all transfers cost four points we wouldn't make as many how, and maybe you know, and how many times
0: them. have we made a move where if we hadn't have made that move we'd be better off mm. um, and well I've, I mean countless times every season I'd do that um, so maybe, maybe I should just do nothing. Uh, maybe we should all just do that's not a good hour for FPL Just get your team, set your date team up, and just do nothing for 38 weeks. But, um, lot... change, change,
2: change your password and log out. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but there it could be said, it could be something to be said for that. Um, let's move on to look at the next few fixtures, next four. Um, so we can see Liverpool are top, Newcastle at home, they've got next, then Manchester United, but then Southampton and West Brom. Uh, Wolves still doing well. Their fixtures don't turn for a while. Um, they've still got Burnley, West Brom and Brighton to go. Um, Villa have got a couple of good fixtures, West Brom and Everton. I don't know if they're that good. Um, so I, I would make them a bit more on the red side there. And Manchester United and then Crystal Palace. Um, and then Brighton have got a mini a mini run of good fixtures. <laughs> they've got Sheffield United, uh, Leeds OK, and then Wolves... Um, and then before it gets a bit, a bit dicey with West Ham. And then Leicester, which is the point that Seb was making there about Pereira. Uh, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle next three. And then Manchester United. But looking down right at the bottom, this is why Southampton got a double game coming up. But do I really want a team with a blank, Leicester, Liverpool and then one good fixture out the next four? Um, and then obviously the game to be rearranged within that. But it's the fixtures around it really. You're not just playing for that one one double or uh, preparing for a blank newcastle tough run i mean they're they're in form now they're, they're they're getting into form they're starting to get players back they're starting to look a tougher side and then now they you press they've got liverpool arsenal <laughs> leicester and man city so hard luck <laughs> um fulham as well blank and then chelsea and then Burnley, and southampton so it gets a bit better um but i'm not really looking at that this one's in the middle really Leeds bad still but then it gets better. And this is why is on my watch list, definitely Dallas still to get back in. Brighton, Tottenham and Burnley uh, within their next four. Um, and then Burnley are still, I think, dovetailing quite nicely with West Ham uh, for fixtures. They are indeed. Um, so for Burnley, if you've got a Burnley and West Ham rotation going on somewhere in defence, um, you've got Wolves, Burnley, uh, Fulham, and brighton uh within that so um unfortunately if your rotation involves lingard like mine does you never want to bench him anyway (laughs) um but it's quite handy to have Uh, but i don't know for either of you two look at those next four you've got any thoughts um yeah i mean i think three
1: i mean three liverpool it's got to be a must. I think the interesting thing with the Liverpool debate is, I mean, a lot of us kind of went Yotta, Salah, and then one Liverpool defender, and I went Phillips. Phillips, but I mean, Yotta's—he's been unlucky, but it's starting to get a bit annoying now. Um, so, and not having Trent is killing me. So, so that's an interesting topic. I mean, Wolves just kind of got Neto, and then I don't know. There's not much else. Phil is so tricky to call without Grealish. I mean, Brighton, I'm sure you can tell us a bit more about Brighton, Joe. I mean, I, I like the Leicester fixtures, but Alsa Nacho Vardy, I mean, you could go Pereira, like you said. There's a couple of all right ones. But I, I, I do think you're right. I think it's the middle teams. I think it's the Everton with a double game week in Leeds, who I'm kind of going to be looking at. Because I think the fixtures after this game week are really good. And I think now is a good time to use a transfer. I think Rafina and Dallas, especially, for, for the running, look great. Yeah. I think, you know, Richarlison from Everton. Those are the kind of teams I'm looking at. Um, what What's your thoughts then?
2: I will happily pick up that Leeds uh, bandwagon and run there with it. let go. I think um, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago when Joe was doing his wildcard, maybe keeping some of those players on the bench, if you could afford to do so. You're or Dallas or Bamford, maybe. Maybe you got Dallas off the bench for the City game. Uh, very, very, very fortunate slash goal for move there. Um, but I... I like Leeds after this Man United match. We know what happened last time. We got taken apart by them and fair enough. I don't think it'll be the same. We beat City very, very fortunately. We beat Liverpool. No, we didn't. We drew Liverpool. I wish we beat them. I was going to say, I think if anyone deserved it, we did. We pretty much doubled their XG in that match. We had 60 odd possession to their 39. They did outshoot us, but it was close on target, five to seven. We had six big chances to their two. Banford missed three of them, hit the woodwork once. So I'll take a draw. You know, not an unfair result. First half, they were a better team. I think second, we were comfortably the better team. We performed very, very well there. And defensively as well, I think when watching it, I think I I remember the commentators mentioning something about um, like Leeds' defensive mistakes. I would argue rather than defensive mistakes, it was transitioning from defence to progressive possession, meaningful possession mistakes. We were defending pretty well. We were then just giving the ball straight back to Liverpool. So against a team who maybe can't press us as well as we can press them, and Liverpool pressed us, and one of our big chances in the first half came from us pressing Liverpool very well. I wonder if we maybe get back to a little bit of the leads of earlier in this season. That's not guaranteed. We so often see a team put in a great performance against a big team and then be disappointed against the weaker teams, but if you've still got those leads players, I definitely hang on to them now. And I'd keep someone in mind, a Dallas, a Rafina, someone who's returned before. We know they can do it, and good fixtures are coming.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Connor? Um, just for terms of your situation for the next four.
1: I think I'm in a similar position to you, Joe, where it's mm-hmm. kind of it, I, I'm quite happy with my team, so it's it's really difficult deciding. I think I think the bigger issue for us right now, um, and this is kind of an issue when you've just played the wild card. Um, I, I think one area would be good to get both your thoughts on them. And we'll come on to it when, when we come to my team. Mm. But with Mendy kind of out um, tonight, I mean, that's looking like a problem area now. Which goalkeepers would you be targeting, you know, looking at these fixtures? Who, who are the players you think, oh, they could be a good, I mean, it might be good for but I, I was weirdly considering Meslier and Leeds because I, I've noticed Leeds recently, they seem to have tightened up a bit at the back. Um, so, yeah, well, what was your thoughts on Melia, said so.
2: I mean, I think you've covered it nicely. We certainly yeah. have tightened up the back. The numbers are slightly poorer in the last couple because City put in plenty of shots against us and Liverpool weren't shy either. Although, again, I think those quality of those shots were not great for how many they had, which is an encouraging thing for a defence, yeah. especially a goalkeeper. I really, really like Melia. Now, you know, real football doesn't necessarily you FPL points. I think he's really, really good. He's 21, I think. And I know he sometimes comes for crosses and flaps and whatnot, but my understanding is his instructions are come for everything. So he does, and he keeps doing it. And sure, he'll miss some, especially if he's coming for things he maybe shouldn't because he's been told to. But we saw last night he recovered quite nicely from one way. He came, missed it, and then punched it over the bar. I think he's very, very solid when you're taking long shots at him or you know, he's given a reasonable save, and that's possibly all you can ask for. We look at someone like Emi Martinez, he makes brilliant saves. But what we want from our goalkeeper is a good enough defence and then to save the shots that they should save. We'll get our clean sheets. We'll get our, our save points for three shots. I think Melia is sneaking into that category.
1: I, I think you're right. It's, it's the save points that attracts me. I think because so many, so many teams shoot so much against Leeds, even if they concede, which they likely will, you're still going to get a few points for save. So, I don't know, Joe, what, what, what do you think about the goalkeeper situation well, I, at the moment? I,
0: well, the thing, those that have Leno thought, whoop you do! I've got Leno. Uh, but Matty Ryan's Mm. come in so that's that's the spectre of rotation that could happen again and Kepper is now has he taken over from Mendy um Mm. he started he's done well so far in the cup but you know that's carrying on um into the league so he started tonight so Mendy's just a nothing player for me I I think Martinez is Mm. the best goalkeeper the next fixtures, West Brom, Everton, we've got Manchester United, but then Crystal Palace. He's always getting save points. Mm. I, I would argue he's fixture-proof anyway, because of those save points. So you're looking at a ceiling and a floor. You're looking at a floor of about four, and a ceiling of, well, whatever, you know, he's, a, you know, 10, 10 to 13 points. Um, so he would be the one I want. I can't quite afford that. I've got nothing in the bank. Right. Um, Meslier... Is interesting, and that may be my move there because yeah. Mendy's just a nothing nothingy player at the moment. Um, so I may make that move to Meslier because, um, as has been mentioned uh, many times the last few weeks, Leeds fixtures do turn. They've been bad, but then they get good, and I, I'm not. Leeds have, I mean, several know obviously much better, but for me, as a as as just as a as a neutral looking at Leeds in terms of all the other. Premier League clubs as well, not having a particular you know, vested interest and a special interest in Leeds. Um, I've I've thought they've been better FPL assets in recent weeks because suddenly they suddenly I think oh I might get a clean sheet here. Um, suddenly I'm looking so Rafina is definitely playing. Like, Rafina's amazing <laughs> to look at, and when you've got players like that, you think well I'm I'm going to get a assist or a goal here. I'm going to get some, I'm going to get a return not. What will I get a return? I'm going to get a return, but what sort of return am I going to get? So I like Leeds at the moment from the point of view of Leeds in good fixtures. Um, And they've certainly got that towards the end of the season. So that may be the use of it. I mean, going back to Steve and Lars and all the people in the live chat who were saying perhaps you shouldn't make a move, but yeah, maybe. Maybe Mendy to Meslier could be my move. I'm considering it as well. Well, there we go. I mean, it's Manchester United, but... Say
2: like Manchester United, didn't it? <laughs> I bought in Hugo Lloris last week, yeah. um, mostly because Pope and Martinez were my goalkeepers. Pope was injured, and their fixtures are poor, their defence is poor. Martinez wasn't, uh, well, versus Man City this week, um, which I think will be telling. He got three points versus Man City last time. So, you know, we say he can get the save points. I want to see what they do versus Man City because their defence has got worse and it is kind of him holding that up so to be confident in him going forward and as you pointed out they do have some decent fixtures in the next few I'd want to see how they do in the seat of back. they don't need to keep a clean sheet but I want to see something that makes me think they can get points um, so I brought Loris in and mm. obviously doubles this week one of the main reasons I did it I needed to solve my goalkeeper situation as well then he's got a blank but I've got my teams on my bench so he plays that versus mm. West Brom and then their fixtures to the end of the season are quite nice so I you know I I don't think he's I think he's more expensive than Martinez or at least if you've got Martinez mm. Lloris would now be more expensive to bring in, so I don't know if he's top of the list but he's maybe worth considering we'll see what happens well, in so, defence he the way, does make saves as well which is worth pointing the out
0: the way goalkeepers are going on at the moment Joe Hart's going to get a blooming game and <laughs> pace him and, yeah fair <laughs> <laughs> but there's hope but yeah I mean the thing yeah he, he plays. <laughs> at the moment with goalkeepers that's just who to go for um let's move on to a differential so yeah Pereira was picked last week by um by Tom um and I went for Ian Acho uh, the week before or so so uh for Leicester compliment there so it's um FPL Prince's turn so who is the best low owned gems five percent or under for the next four matches who is that
1: so you remember, Jay, on my last ScoutCast appearance, I said Mason Mount, He turned out to be a pretty good pick in yeah, the There's a lot of pressure riding on this. Mm, um, that was a good one. I, it was a good one. I'm not 100% convinced. And it was actually really difficult trying to find someone that no one else is talking about. And I have gone a little bit biased. And we touched on it very quickly earlier. But I'm actually going to go with Gilfie Sigurdsson. He was only Ooh. 1.6% owned, I believe. Um. I think with Calvert-Lewin out, he's going to play. And, and I think even if Calvert-Lewin comes back, I think Sigerson has actually been in really good form for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. Um, he's on penalties, which is key. He's on some corners. And, he, and he's looked better to me. He's a bit of a confidence player. And, and he took his goal fantastically, I thought, against Tottenham. Um, I think gonna rely on him a bit more. And I think because... I wouldn't have chosen, but it's because of the double. I think because they also have a double, you... You know, there's less risk with him. So I'm gonna
0: go with Guilty Sigurdsson. No, I like I've I've put up the, the last six uh, matches um uh, stats up but these are the ones of teams with a, double, four. with a double, with a double and no blank, of which Sigurdsson is the third best option behind if they if they're fit and start Ward Prowse and Calvert Lewin in terms of expected goal involvement. So yeah, and he's on penalties. Um he is and i yeah he look, he's looked great but i mm. i wonder if he's i mean do you get the sense that he's good when cal or he's you know he's nailed on to start and good if calvert lewin isn't there because everton play in a different way so luca dean's got no big head to aim at for example and <laughs> um, so they've got to find goals in different ways do you think sigurdsson is is, is a better option without calvert lewin or with is he still a good option if calvert lewin's back it, it, it's a tricky one, I think, because
1: Ancelotti has changed the team so much. There's not a—I d- I don't think it swings one way, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think what you could say, I think with with Gomez injured in midfield, and I think with Rodriguez moving position, I, I think Sigurdsson's more likely to play now, even with Calvin Lewin back, more so than he was before. So, so yeah, I think with Calvin Lewin back, it probably does help him, like you say, because there's a person in the box to tap the goals in. You know the, the headed balls from the some of the corners he's on, so I, I think either way he's a good asset. Okay, I, I would say. Well, I, yeah, I, if...
0: I could go for him definitely because mm. I want a good double game week player for a bench boost, and Sigurdsson's mm. in the points.
1: Yeah, yeah, he certainly he, he's a risk. Don't get me wrong, but I I think you've got to at this point in the season you've got to take risks, and he, and he's on penalties. He should yeah. start. Decent fixtures, double game week. I mean, I mean, the things are there for it to happen, aren't they, Really, what what do you think, said?
2: I guess I was thinking about the you mentioned, you know, whether they will play with Cavendish there and whatnot. Yeah. Thinking about how you line up, if it's about five or three, not so sure. But with yeah. the back four, I guess maybe Awobi drops out, Cavendish up front, Richarlison left, Sigurdsson ten, Rodriguez right, maybe. Yeah. Depending on the fixture, perhaps it, maybe share some time with Rodriguez, or do you think they both get enough?
1: I, uh, do you know what? It's so difficult with Everton's in the formation because they do change it all the time. But I think what's happened basically is that with Rodriguez on the right, teams knew to target that area. So we, I think with Rodriguez pushing into the, the middle now, basically with Richarlison and Lewin play up top. And I think Sigurdsson is actually kind of playing on the left a little bit and cutting in. So, so basically there's positions for Sigurdsson all across that kind of front three line. So that's what I mean. If other players come back, I still think he might play which is what makes him, you know, a good differential yeah. in
2: essence. I really liked the way Sigurdsson and Rodriguez were working together the other mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we say the Everton performance maybe wasn't all that, but those mm. two looked yeah. really, really good They together. did. They did. Yeah, um, and they, lo- they, looking at their... Oh, no, sorry. I was Jen, just going to say see. the
0: penalty that um, mm. the Rodriguez won for Sigurdsson, although yeah. it was great, you know, great link-up play with him as well to get exactly. it. I mean, he could have even scored. If he hadn't been fouled, he could have, could have exactly. scored it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, speaking of those two, just
2: looking at the stats, when you first said Sigurdsson, my mind went to, you, why not Hammers? Mm. He's over 5%, obviously, so yeah. fair enough. Right. But actually, <laughs> looking at looking at XGI in the last six, Sigurdsson 2.71. Okay, there's a penalty in there, but he takes penalties. Mm. Rodriguez down at 1.18. And then minutes per XGI as well, Sigurdsson pretty much halves him at 1.56 to 3.47. So maybe, even if you weren't looking at percentage, he's cheaper as well by about a mil. Yeah. maybe it's I guess the question as we've discussed would be can you trust him to play enough
1: but yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a risk but the stats are there to say it could work
0: basically okay well yeah. let's have a, have a look at our uh, transfer and captaincy plans so um, Lars is back in the chat he's saying after have to say, don't take a hit uh, don't take a make a move he's saying with your team make a move make two take a hit for God's sake so, so here's my team. I'm going to take it here for God's sake. Now I don't. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, so I've got Mendy in goal, who may not play. Uh, Shaw, Alonso, who may not play. Veltman, who I'm quite happy to have. who uh, plays Sheffield United. Uh, Phillips, who may not play. Then, then it gets a bit better. Fernandez, Jota, uh, Lingard, Salah, Chris Wood, my favourite. Uh, Ian Acho who I've got the captaincy on. So for more about that. Rationale. Look at the captaincy video we did earlier today. He's statistically, in terms of expecting goal involvement, the best player at the moment. Crystal Palace are statistically, in terms of big chances conceded, the worst team at the moment. So best player, gets worst team. There's my captain. Um, there are other options. I think he's actually better, could be famous last words. But I think statistically and eye test wise and opposition wise, He's a better captain than Fernandez or Salah, but they are both in my thoughts. On my bench, I've also got Kane and Son and Connor Cody. Um, so as I said, my main decision this week is, do I think Burnley will score? Chris Wood is on form at the moment, but do I think Wolves will keep Burnley out? I don't know. It's a bit of a much of a muchness, really. I'm quite happy for Cody to be my first sub, though. I think that's a nice first sub to have. Um, but I think in terms of moves, so I could just do nothing. I could just, I could just waste a transfer and then I can sit back and tell my grandkids about that time that I lost lost a transfer and how um, a bloke called Stephen and Lars had a go at me about that. Um, <laughs> so I could do that. Um, or I could move Alonzo to um, someone <laughs> and I could move Mendy to someone and I could just, because I've got two free transfers. So
2: do you, do you have anything in the bank? Nothing. Zero.
0: Okay. Um,
2: so, so I guess looking at the team, my my feeling is that you mentioned there's a few players that might not play.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't hate having ten this week. You know, there are, everyone who's got Spurs mm. is going to have some yeah. sort of you know bench usage going on. So I don't hate it. If you lost a couple, maybe I'd be less comfortable with that. Yeah, you know, if it was Mendy Alonso, I mean, you'd imagine Mendy probably plays this yeah. time if Kepa's got this so one. Will he get playing? for Yeah, true. Mm. So maybe I'd the move I'd make if I were you and this is just thinking off the top of my head, is maybe someone who can cover me this week and looks good going forward. Yeah. Because I guess your biggest risk this week is you end up with, what, eight players or something?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think, for me, I think one of Mendy or Alonso is probably going to go. I think I quite... What I like about Alonso is that I don't think that they're going to keep a clean sheet, but if he plays against West Ham's defence, really like the, the thought of that. And if he doesn't play, then he doesn't play at all, and then Cody comes in, so I've got an okay first sub. But yeah, it's Phillips. I don't think is going to play. I think the sensible play is um, do exactly what Seb did. Look at look at weak links and um, and move on from there. So I've got a lot to think about. Leicester defenders are definitely in my thoughts. Leeds defenders are also in my thoughts um, and I think yeah something will happen there because these are players I'm going to want a bit further down anyway talks enough about my team uh, Connor you have mm-hmm. Mendy in goal then Shaw holding Rudiger Phillips um, Fernandez, K, uh, Salah captain Jota Lingard Vidra who didn't play but that, that may have been because of the Manchester United game tactically and uh, Ian Acho. And on your bench you've got no one. Got absolutely mm. zilch. So are you are you gonna make a move to give yourself a bit of flexibility of bench in case Vidra well, doesn't I... turn up or Phillips? Yeah,
1: I I mean I'm in a very sort of similar position to you, Joe. I mean I've got no money in the bank. I mean, yeah, if I look at the weaklings in the team all the worries, it's definitely I'd say Mendy, uh Phillips and Vidra. Um but it's really difficult to know. First, which one of them to go and then who to bring in i mean i think if i was to take out mendy I, I probably would go melia from leeds i, I just quite like it's yeah. a little bit different at this time, this time yeah, of the season. Like yeah um if i mean i, I really want trent but i'd have to take someone else out and i don't know who um bitter is cheap uh, i mean I, I think you guys I, I suspect i might actually be down to 10 because i, I expect one of probably vidra phillips or mendy to miss out so yeah i mean i mean I'd, i could do a pair of like fernandez down to um greenwood. greenwood and then maybe phillips up to trent but use two transfers that's something that hold the front page
0: say yeah. that again because that's <laughs> that... <laughs> big move you know, but yeah no no it, as in, as in i that that may i might consider that i might yeah that's a that's a really good idea
1: uh, thanks, Joe. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I mean. Hold here. the front,
0: hold front page as in exactly. it's good news story, not as in hold the front page and man does something rubbish. This is like that's why I'm the prince. man comes up with a good idea. Advice, you know, yeah, exactly,
2: yeah,
1: but, yeah. But no, I do. I, the thing with Fernandez though is I I am a bit boring and as, as an FPL manager as well, and I love Fernandez because he's just involved <laughs> in everything. He's, he usually gets the least assists. He's everything I want. But if I look at the last six games. <laughs> I'm not going to captain him. It's always going to mm. be Salah or Kane. Yeah, Greenwood's in form. He he, you know, he's a streaky player. He did well at the end of the last season. He looks good. So yeah, I could do Fernandez to Greenwood, Phillips to Trent. I don't know. Seb, give me, tell me That's what good. should I do?
2: I guess the thing with Greenwood is up front versus right wing. Mm. Martial, Cavani, and friends looked great, great in the last week. Scored some goals and was attractive from an FBL point of view, but hasn't been for most of the season admittedly hugely small sample sizes uh he's cheap so fair enough i guess you'd be you'd be gutted if you did fernandez the greenwood mm. greenwood is bench or starts on the right yeah. fernandez gets a penalty but hey i'm not you know that's yeah. you know you, we, i don't think you should play fbl by thinking what happens if this i'd be gutted right you go with the better mm. options the thing that really immediately jumped out to me though and maybe you want to keep him but ruben diaz you spoke about city fans mm. He's not playing this week. You might need someone who can cover this week and then has good fixtures going forward. Do you do a Ruben Diaz to a, okay, Dallas has got Man United, it's not perfect, but someone like that?
1: That is exactly the other move I was thinking of. You read my mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is the other thing I thought of because I am a bit fed up with the Diaz and City players missing each game. I do like Dallas for the final few games. So I think the Dallas move, is my safest one and it means I go in with two free transfers before the doubles which is what I'd like so I do I have considered that I do feel it's probably my likely move That's as long as I think Mendy plays against West Ham I think that's what I might do
2: let let me give you my favourite little stats of the season. Why oh. why I bring this up? It is Dallas versus Luke Eiling. Oh, d- and, don't um... don't tell me about Luke Eiling. <laughs>
1: I, people say, right, don't make early transfers. Okay, I was naught point one million short of getting Dallas about half the in half the season. I had to go for Eiling. Dallas killed me every single week. So anyway. <laughs>
2: I haven't, funny, Stewart. I haven't owned Stuart. I haven't owned Stuart Dallas once. And it's not it's not really it's, not, nice, it's not out of stubbornness, it's because yeah. it's just been a hard move to make. I have Luke Eiling, he's on my bench, he will stay there until I need him. But Dallas is the better option. Don't don't get me twisted. Yeah, he not. is the better option. But Dallas has an XGI for the season of four point nine seven, mm. which comes with two assists and seven goals. Luke Eiling has an XGI of four point five six. So what less than 0.5 less? He has zero goals and zero assists. That's mm. unlucky. I'm not saying that he has to regress to that because that's not how it works. But there is not as much between them as people think. And there's a big price difference. But that's why if da- you had to, I wouldn't hate it.
0: That's why Dallas didn't show up on the attacking defenders table last six because I talked to it by expected goal involvement. Mm. And so he, he's not showing up there because, yeah, as you are saying, he's arguably overperforming. Um, but um, yeah, no, he's still still on my radar. Um, I was just going back as well um, in, in the live chat Bjorn has pointed out around uh, Greenwood if you wanted to go back to that move um, that Marshall is out for the season so that's one one oh, nice. threat down and Cavani is getting on a bit <laughs> he can't play that many minutes Fair. and in fact I do believe he actually asked Oli uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer to um, to bench him and to not start him because uh, in the last match because he couldn't you know he needs. He needs. So, that to be rest. fair,
2: Marshall being out for the season—that's mm. quite a nice piece of information. Because I guess if he, even if Greenwood is displaced by Cavani up front, there is yeah. a good chance he starts on the right, yes, and then maybe spend some time up front, yes.
0: Especially so with so Rashford, what do you, you think about
1: honest. those moves for your team? What was that? So, Jay, what do you think about those? What do you think about those moves about doing Fernandez to Greenwood and Phillips yeah. up to a Trent the Alti? Because there is something you could do as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean,
0: well, it's, yeah. I mean, uh, several times this episode. um I've, I've thought, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. And so, th- that is a good idea. It is a good idea because in the captaincy so, video... Like chat d- said, d- Joe, yeah, take a minus 12. In the, yeah, I should do. In the, in the, in the captaincy video today, um, I was saying that, you know, if I was minded to man captain a Manchester United player, it wouldn't be Fernandes. It would be Greenwood at the moment. And that's yeah, not just because he yeah, got a yeah. whole last time and Fernandes didn't. It's just because he's simply more involved in goals at the moment. And without Martial though with Cavani... So Cavani's minutes are being managed. Rashford's too. So you would imagine. So is this going to be a Dan James game? Wasn't there a thing with James and Leeds? What was the thing that Leeds were trying to sign? Him? Yeah. He, oh
1: yeah, So He
0: nearly he nearly joined, didn't he? It was about half I mean, an hour away from joining. And he got gazumped. Yeah, I,
2: th- I, th- I, th- I think yeah. it's in the documentary as well, so mm. people can people can go see it. But yeah, yeah we yeah. were. He'd like he'd all but signed the contract. He had his photo done with the shirt and all that sort of stuff, so, and. Uh, the opposition chairman pulled the plug.
0: So, I mean, I don't know whether that affects whether he plays or not. Because um, sometimes, sometimes... play oh, he scored pl-
2: against us last time, I think.
0: Yeah, so maybe... I think. Um, so he is an option up front as well, which would impact on perhaps... And Pogba can play up front as well. So within that within that three. On the left, I think he's been playing, isn't he? Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just the nail the nailed onness of Fernandez and all it all it takes is a penalty and then bonus and suddenly you have got ten points. Uh you know, whether it's in extra time or extra extra time if it's playing Brighton. Um but yeah, these yeah, you got you give me things to think about and um yeah, you've got things to think about. With Diaz as well, you've got lots of options. Um, Seb, looking at your thirty three squad, so looking uh, for the benefit of those listening to the podcast You've got Martinez. I'm going to come to your captaincy last, by the way. Um, Martinez, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, Luca Dean, Ailing, the mighty Luke Ayling, uh, Jota, <laughs> uh, Rafina, Watkins and Bamford. So yeah, Son and Kane aren't playing and your bench isn't playing at all. So that's all City. And your captaincy is Alexander-Arnold. So the two questions are, is you've either got anyone, who are you bringing in, if at all, or you are happy to go with nine players And why Alexander-Arnold for the captaincy? So your first question,
2: I would be happy with 10, so I will probably be doing Cancelo to another defender. Mm
0: -hmm. I
2: I could change my mind. I'm not sure, but I don't mind holding on to those players I've got. I'm not losing the Spurs boys and I'm happy with the Boy and Gundogan at the very least. Um, I mean, I guess playing three leads against Man United, especially if Rafinha isn't still fit, isn't ideal, but I'm not going to go and spend eight or 12 points just to try and fix my team for this one week. Uh, If anything, I've kind of by not doing anything ended up with slightly different players so if I am going to gain back those 100k places I've lost since everyone else wildcarded it would be by it would be by keeping these mm. players not going yeah. and chasing the players that have already performed and yeah on Trent I mean pick a better captain in my squad
0: yeah no, I can't don't think there is one yeah no I agree I, I, think, I think, think the is. best captain this week is Iheanacho I can't see him there and I uh, I don't think Jota is captain, quite captain material, he's great to own but I don't think he's captain all and Watkins I don't think you do I think he's the best, but that's not to say he's the best of rubbish ones, he's just the best, I mean what, let's go back to those attacking defender stats again last six um, I mean he is, it's not just he is quite good at creating for Liverpool, he is Liverpool's creativity they, 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 he's the only one so if they're going to if they're going to if there's going to be assists there unless it's one of those front players it's really likely it's Alexander Arnold So 16 chances created last 6 17 corners statistically chances are he's going to get an assist if they keep a clean sheet he's mopping up bonus as well the last couple of matches even though they conceded the last match he ran away with was it 8 points so if
2: uh, yeah yeah he got uh, three, in a, three bonus I in, think and he only created two key I think he only created three or two or three good chances in that match yeah, anyway I,
0: I think I, I don't the 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 rule of don't captain a defender I don't think applies to players like Alexander-Arnold especially when they're at home to Newcastle even though Newcastle have been, bet, been better recently um, I still think I still think you know you're looking at what's the floor maybe worst case scenario they concede he gets an assist still. So I mean, five, six yeah, points are still, well, that's still okay, you know, isn't it? He's still a return.
2: To, to be completely honest, like I'm not even trying to be particularly maverick with it. If you look at the rest of my team, there's no Fernandes, there's mm. no Salah, there's no Rianato from yours. I don't even think it's a case of like, oh, I can be clever. What if he keeps a clean sheet mm. and scores a free kick and gets an assist? That's a massive haul. I just genuinely don't think there's a better captain option. I think he's a better option than Jota. And I wouldn't captain any of the other players I've
0: got versus the opposition. They're blank. Yeah, I don't. And, and also, any players you would bring in. Uh, you know, as you spoke about so at the top of the show, Son and Kane, you don't want to. Why remove them when there's that unknown that they could become. They could retain their, their excellent form, especially from the early part of the season. Um, if,
2: if anything, I, I regret doing bail to Dotter a few weeks ago. Although, of course, I <laughs> haven't seen a second coming. And I think that allowed me to get Trent Alexander Arnold. So. Don't actually regret it, but it'd be nice to have him right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, looking yeah, at those. How
1: in the bank, I was saying, so.
2: mm. uh, A little bit. Not a huge amount. Uh, just under one, I think.
1: Yeah, you couldn't do De Bruyne to Salah. I mean, would that tempt you if you could?
2: I don't really. So I say I don't want to. I think that's the right way of putting it. I really like Kevin De Bruyne. I, I guess I want to be thoroughly proven that he's no longer a good option before I get rid of him. <laughs> and I don't think I've had that proven to me yet. I don't necessarily think that's good advice for anyone else but I am um, I would rather lose Gundogan and Cancelo first and hold on to KDB and I don't think you know, if maybe it was moving him down to a Lingard because I needed cash elsewhere but I'm not sure that's a pressing issue either for me
0: Fair enough Okay just before we go I just wanted to ask <laughs> Seb just to check with the Leeds defence my, my attitude is that they're quite good at the moment I, don't, I can't see Manchester United hauling against Leeds is that fair? Yeah, I mean, famous
2: last words. Yeah. We conceded plenty of shots to City, but no particularly massive chances. Yeah. The few did fall to Raheem Sterling, who who fluffed them. Liverpool, we didn't really concede that many great chances. Great goal mm. for Trento over to Mane. You know, that was a very good chance. But other than that, you know, Firmino probably fluffed quite a good opportunity. There was a Jota one. We had more at the other end of the pitch and restricted them. Man United obviously play differently to both those teams. We saw them thoroughly take us apart earlier in the season, but we now actually have fit centre-backs and we have Stuart Dallas in midfield who makes a difference to our team. He possibly is the only player on our team who isn't man-marking. He seems to be doing a little bit of zonal marking, Ooh. which with, it, with, with his effort, with his fitness and whatnot, with his tenacity, it really seems to be helping. And possibly we're seeing, I know we had a lot more, lot more possession than Liverpool, but in recent matches we've had less possession, we've created fewer chances... I wonder, and this is just speculation on my part, but I wonder if the shift in the midfield in the last, it's probably close to a dozen matches now, bringing Dallas in, not having Mateus Click in there, you saw last night as well. We were possibly poorer at working our way out of defence in possession, but actually better at defending and still decent enough moving forward quickly and pressing the opposition. If missing like a Mateus Click, of Rodrigo, although he's not great against big clubs anyway, is possibly changing how we're using possession and how we're defending. So I think this Man United match will be very different. Last time, Scott McTominay scored two against yeah. us okay. by running from deep and defeating our man-marking position. I think this time, Calvin Phillips might pick him up if he's not on Bruno Fernandes, but there's every chance Dallas would go with him. Whereas last time, the reason he was free is because everyone had their men and McTominay was overloading down the middle with Fernandes.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, so a bit to think about there. It's just uh, I, th- I think the a team like Leeds, we have to- you know, not assume that, that that it's a it's an easy Manchester United victory, but at the same time, um you know, I not think, not assume I that think, the clean sheets beckoning.
2: I think I think we concede. I think we lose. I don't think you captain a man united player.
0: No. Okay, interesting. Um just before we go, just want to mention the members area, so all those stats, all those lovely stats that we've had, aren't they all from there? It's all opta opta driven there, so um lots of tons of tons of stuff there. Um and of course, there's the golden imminent table, which I always mention. Um, but also, if you have liked today's episode, um, do press that like button. And uh, also remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also wherever you hear this uh, for your podcasts. Uh, but in the meantime, it's a goodbye, me. a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. All.